0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 41. My name is Kei Shiv and I'm the producer. Today's episode is with Caitlin Player who is a world traveler CPA based in Calgary, Alberta. Caitlin obtained her CPA with PWC and then spent time working with large and small corporations within the Calgary area. And she is now working for the CPA Western School of Business. She joined Sam to discuss her journey to becoming a CPA, how she decided when was the right time to leave corporate uh, Calgary and how she currently earns an income while traveling the world. Um, This was a really interesting conversation. If you are interested in maybe trying to be able to travel uh, while being a CPA or working towards your CPA or later down the road uh, while still be able to have a career and grow it, uh, this is a really great episode to listen to. So with that, enjoy.
1: Miss Caitlin Player, what crazy activities do you dream of trying someday?
0: Oh man I always wish I was like an extreme hiker like I watch uh, I've been hiking and I look ridiculous but I think when I see someone just running up the mountain with barely like have you seen people with like those sock shoes on they don't even have full-on shoes they just like have a shoe webbing they're like extreme hikers they just run through the trees they don't even use the trail and you're like you're over here waiting for your granola at the top where you're just going to eat the smarties out of it anyways. Like,
1: I'm pretty sure like somebody was like, Hey, you want to go on a hike? I was like, is there beer at the end of the trail? <laughs> like, That's the only way I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Like smarties, like anything, like it's our destination, <laughs> like, uh, hot, like hot chocolate s'mores. Like I what? what are we hiking towards? And they're like, yeah, I actually heard of some guy. I'm going to try to Google this while we're talking cam something. Um, Ooh. I heard about him. I'm like." Oh other podcasts and like he's known as like yeah I think an extreme hiker and what in the Olympics the people that they run around a track but there's all is it steeple chasing I think he trains one of the steeplechasers um and then he's like got her to like follow him up the mountains and guess what uh she's a better steeplechaser because she runs mountains now
0: anyway oh my gosh that's crazy yeah see that's cool to me like I feel like you look at those people you just know they're fit like they're just fit and healthy and just like adventurous. Yeah. But watch them go back to their desk job after. They just do that in the morning and actually. To- <laughs> yeah, there is like.
1: Uh, yeah. Hello, ATT. How may I help you? <laughs> like just like just like. <laughs> but inside, like they're an inner inner animal. Yeah. No, I I love this. I think um by the time we're a few minutes in, people are going to be listening to this. They kind of realize this might not be the typical podcast. There, <laughs> there's no awkward get to know yet. There might be awkward, but it won't be get to know yet because Miss Caitlin Player, I have had the pleasure of knowing you for oh goodness would it be almost almost four years just over four years yeah yeah
0: Yeah. I think 2018 yeah that's crazy 2018
1: I still remember the day that we met do you I do yeah
0: I was in Japan
1: yes you were in Japan (laughs) how did we meet when you were in Japan
0: because I was not in Japan (laughs) I know I think I was trying to think about this before the podcast and I'm like, "Ah, Sam's going to know it more than me, but we'll we'll um, fill in each other's blanks. Yeah. I, I, we met through my husband, right. And he was a fancy little discussion board answer on CPASB at the time. And so his name came up to you and you've heard what we were doing, which was traveling and working. And this was pre-COVID, so we were cooler than everyone, okay? We were... We started it. No. Yeah, you, you you kicked it off. Yeah. So, like, there was...
1: In the CPA Western School of Business, where we both work, um, and we're both... Well, would you say you're from Calgary or from Edmonton? Uh, I'd say Calgary now. Now? Yeah. Yeah. So, we both were working uh, for the CPA Western School Business, so something that's online and in person. Um, we're both from Calgary, but we never met in Calgary. It took you going to Japan where <laughs> <laughs> um Pat, so Pat is, um, oh goodness, we have regular Pat, um, Pat P, who always does the finance lead discussion board. And then he was going somewhere else and uh, your Pat filled in uh, yeah. for him. So I'm pretty sure we joked about this, that the students had no idea that a new Pat came on because like <laughs> halfway through it was like. New Pat and they, <laughs> um, so then in 2018, when I took over for the National Marketing Center for CPA Canada, uh, and it was like January and I'm like, oh crap, I need to build my team. And I wanted to do cool things with fun people. And Pat L, um, your husband was on the top of my list so I you know arranged a like a Skype call like literally Skype this is like pre like cool Zoom and yeah and he was like yeah like I'm happy to have a chat and talk but like I'm traveling right now and I was like cool like let's let's do this so you know one of the best moments was you know seeing him talking to him um I don't know if he agreed to yet be on the team but just having time and, and making and getting to know him and then you, and you were there, and I got to meet you, and in Japan, and hear a bit about the hotel, uh, was it the hotel room, or what was different about that place in Japan? Think, oh,
0: because we were, we were staying at co-working, co-living places a lot, so, like, we work on steroids kind of thing, and, like, um, we I work on steroids,
1: have- is that, like, a name of the co-working, co-living No, place? no. I'm
0: just saying, it's, huh? like, no. Never- level co-working because you're like living with the people too
1: right um, yeah like imagine yeah. all your co-workers and you're living with them but you yeah. don't actually contribute to the same project i gotcha
0: exactly and so when you call us in japan they don't have like central heating i think this is what we were talking to you about so we were in their co-working room and we had like to come down 20 minutes early to turn on all these because <laughs> it's and they have like uh what else? I got sick there because I didn't realize this, but like every, their hallways aren't heated because of no central heating. So you have to like put your jackets on to leave your room and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I do recall like a lot
1: of, like a lot of clothing (laughs) and and it was like, we tried to pick a time, but it was probably like early in the morning for me and late at night for you all. Um, but yeah. And so then, um, because you were an experienced educator and you had We'll get into a bit more of your background uh, becoming yeah. a CPACA. But um, you had never, you were an experienced educator, you were experienced in cases, but you hadn't yet been trained by the National Marking Center, which was mm-hmm. actually great for me because we were redeveloping all the materials. And it was a bonus that you were like, yeah, I'm game to like help out and be a beta tester. Mm-hmm. And then one thing led to another. And the next three years, we led the National Marking Center's, um, you know gosh, management and administrative team. And you were like, yeah, we, we battled all those fires and I am so, so,
0: so, so grateful um, for you. Ditto. Ditto. That was fun. It was, uh, it was crazy that you even took a chance on me from across the world. Yeah. But is it though? I don't know. Um, I was thinking
1: about this because, you know, everybody's definition of success is different and some Mm -hmm. people want to have kids and work from home some people want to be the sole breadwinner some people want to you know run up mountains some people and then go you know answer phones or like everybody's definition is different and what I really connected with uh with you and with Pat
0: mm-hmm. who
1: will be a guest on in a little bit um was not today um <laughs> this is this not
0: allowed, is, so not allowed.
1: is like you're doing it and you're, you know, and that's something that I had done to an extent, not to the extreme that you guys were doing it, but traveling and working and making a living and doing cool things and not waiting until you're 55 or 65 or whatever to live the life that you want to live. And so I really yeah. connected with that.
0: Let's yeah. And I appreciated that because I think leaving was hard, to be honest. We got a lot of judgment. Um, peak, like people would say peak of our career. I'm like, man, I hope not because I'm not <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's cool, but um, I wanted yeah. to get better. I didn't know I was at my peak you guys are <laughs> leveling me off here. Okay. But we haven't quit corporate Calgary and just said, no, we can't do this. We need to do what's right for us. And the fact that you saw that and thought it was admirable was mm. kind of, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice change from what we were getting from here mm. and then COVID hit and everyone's like, Oh, I totally understand, and we're like, oh, okay, now you get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Let's let's rewind
1: and then um, come back yeah. I really I want to come back to um, what led to you leaving, other than like that's awesome. And then actually, I want to hear some like practical things of things that you were thinking about leading up until like preparing preparing to leave because I think sure. that that's something that is so unique to your story. But first, yes. Caitlin. Um yeah. how did you how did what was your path to becoming a designated accountant and let's maybe uh let's go before starting articling but after I don't know uh the toddler years somewhere before that started <laughs> somewhere in there.
0: yeah Oh man I think it was my mom she I remember this I was into like the expensive gene phase of my life as a teenager And I was like, I'm going to buy these $300 pair of diesel jeans because it'll make me a better person. (laughs) You really do. Yeah. Oh, man. I still have them, by the way. I can't throw them out because I'm like, I worked for these. Um, uh, And she would say things like, you better, you know, you better get some sort of job that's going to pay for this lifestyle of yours. And she always mentioned being a CA. She knew a lot lot of CA. So it got in my head. And then going throughout school, I loved math. I loved sciences. And I thought maybe engineering or something with that. But then I just, I loved people and, and business and stuff like that. I would, as a kid, I would actually, (laughs) this is great to force my sister to play with me. I would steal her things. And then I would make her come buy them from my store in my room. And then I would like keep a chart of accounts of things like that. I was an accountant probably from a young age. Maybe that's where my mom got it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she was six years older than me, and she didn't want to play with me. I'm like, well, if you need your scissors, you've got to come do- get. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's a first. That yeah. is really good. So then, university. Um, I didn't really see. Yeah, business just made sense to me. Um, accounting was hard I remember that first year it was it was really hard and then I pushed through I had a group of friends that were doing with with me and they were all of like mine so it just seemed like I was on the right path Um, how did you push through like
1: were there any tactics
0: Hmm. um honestly it was the people I was with probably that's been like a theme of my life I think uh, (laughs) not to get too deep but uh, the people around you going through the same thing you can kind of empathize with each other help each other out it was like a gr- group of five of us that have known each other since junior high who all wanted to be you know accountants and the other thing I would do and I'm pretty I'm a pretty bra- bad procrastinator <laughs> so I know that. but I would I wouldn't work my ass off all the time like I just had fun I needed to have fun or else I couldn't I needed the balance. So pushing through was like getting working my ass off sometimes, but also just letting it completely go others.
1: Yeah. what what were you doing when you weren't uh,
0: <laughs> you, working your ass off? I was like, do you want to ask that? go no. down uh, <laughs> Hey <it's> All good. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, there was like two, you know university bars that we frequented. But uh, a lot of the times it was just at each other's houses. I remember specifically one of my guy friends was just obsessed with Metallica for some reason. Oh, yeah. And we would just hang out there. He put on the DVD of Metallica's like live concerts. I can't listen to them to to this day. And we would just hang out and talk about anything but university. Yeah. Just chilling. Yeah. Just disconnect.
1: (laughs) Cool. And then... When did you, because you went to University of Alberta in Edmonton, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So when did you have to declare that you were an accounting major?
0: Um, second year. So you had to get into business. First year was like, yeah, undergrad or sorry. Yeah. You had to get first year was the year that you had to get like good grades to get into business school. And then first year of business, you had to declare your major. Um, so that. It was just kind of known to me that I was going to do that. I've questioned it many times whether I should have done it, but like talking to you and knowing my life now, it was good. It was a good decision. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. Just, I
1: mean, questioning is good, right? Yeah. I never want to live life where I'm just like not questioning. I'm just like, no, I made this decision. I turned right. I must keep going straight. <laughs> like, totally, Eventually totally. the world will come around, but I'm not going to go back or question. Like. Yeah.
0: I thought business law for a while. I love law. Yeah. And then I was like, honestly, I, I wasn't motivated in it. I could just, I, they were all multiple choice exams. And I was like, well, I'm not even going to study. I'm just going to chance this. Oh, such a jerk. <laughs> ah. yeah.
1: well, what was your best accounting class in university? Like your best or favorite?
0: My favorite Weirdly, I really like management accounting because I'm so detailed. Yeah. So I really liked that. My financial, my, like all of my financial accounting ones were so hard. They were so hard. They really are. <laughs> I'm like, cough, Sam, cough. Like, I feel like you're probably that, that person to a lot of people. Like my, my professor's name was Loretta and she's known as being like one of the hardest professors, but
1: yeah well and that's it's funny because I sometimes talk with like our grads after and I'm like hey do you think I was hard do you think the material was hard like yeah. what do you think both and um of the people so non-scientifically they're like your class is the first time that I realized that the prof and the material can be separate so you can like either not like one and like the other um oh. and they're, but they're also like um like some can be really hard and just knowing that like it's Never kind, like better with you, but it's still really hard. I was like, yeah, like this shit's not easy. Like it's not.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's a good way to do it, is separate it because it's just the nature of it. It's hard. And
1: perhaps earlier on, like first and second year, or like man intro, intro, Mm -hmm. maybe like a couple other, um, like maybe audit, but like at some point, financial reporting, you got the standards, like it's they're not easy standards, and they're not intuitive. It's another
0: type of language. So true so true IFRS when I have to get in there I'm like oh I don't want to (laughs) which is funny because what you
1: teach for the CPA western school business is in my opinion um you know like I taught it when I was there but uh now at university like I'm audit like audit and assurance the standards I would say are evolving yeah faster than IFRS now and you need to know the IFRS in order to audit it. So like, I would say that you have a technically more demanding position what
0: like, you teach. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I think people get surprised when they get to audit insurance in the CPA, in the CPA program, how financial reporting heavy it is, but mm-hmm. it's the nature of it. Like you're auditing risks because something is going wrong yeah place.
1: and you need to know the standard in order to know what the risks associated are so like Absolutely. my little pitch to like I'm like hey like everybody all the all this stuff is equal we're all good but like without financial reporting there is nothing to audit and there's nothing to tax so yeah so we need it <laughs> <laughs> so we win yeah. <laughs> spend all your time no it's not not a competition. Okay, cool. Um and then did you do any because it's not a mandatory co-op program. So no. how did you like did you work during school? Did you have or was your graduation date? Like how did you kind of make
0: that transition? Yeah, so I did co-op um at in Edmonton. So U of A. And then um, but even before that, I always worked. I worked from when I was like as soon as I could, like I think it's 14 or whatever, really, when you're supposed to start. I can't remember. Um, I worked when you're allowed to start, not when, when you're, you're allowed start. to start, I think yeah. that's, yeah, supposed to, sorry. Oh. No, 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 I, In my family was supposed,
1: supposed to, supposed
0: to, yeah, get out of the house, um, well, $300 jeans to buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An investment. Um, yeah, so co-op was just, uh, something that I wanted to do to ensure I had a job at the time, because jobs were like really hard to come by at the time. So I got into the co-op program. Did that and then asked for a transfer to Calgary in the end but all throughout university I worked I worked um, one of my I always worked customer service job I don't know why I'm not good with like whiny people <laughs> and one of them was a pool and I I'm a swimmer so I always like well this is convenient I'll get free memberships if I do customer service at these pools and I would just sit there and listen to people come out and complain that like the Things are dry. The dryer's not working, and all these things. I'm just like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm not. I just. I don't. It was not meant for me, so it made me like, yeah, university. Yeah. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So you are so chill, though. Like I would say that, like one of the reasons, like we we complement each other well. We also have a number of overlapping values and strengths Mm -hmm. but like we have to compliment because I'm a little bit more like and like you're like you're like chill and sometimes we flip-flop but like you're I can see somebody like complaining to you for like a long time and you're just being like that sucks
0: yep (laughs) Yep, that is correct or I would just be like you're you need some help like (laughs) (laughs) you need some help here's a refund refund. here's your $5.99 back like please please absolutely oh man yeah there was but I remember the time when I was dating my husband in university he was like I'm surprised you're not fired for just <laughs> how you <laughs> how That's you do yeah it's very pat because he's like you know <laughs> get the job done you make sure you do it well and I think I specifically one guy came out when I say the like the bathing suit dryer wasn't working and he's like holding his wet bathing suit <laughs> what do I do with this and I just took his bathing suit and I ringed it out on the floor and chucked it back at him. I was just like, no, that's how you, that's how you deal with life, man. Well, oh my goodness. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to bathing suit
1: ring because that's like a metaphor. It's a skill set to be like, okay, this is mission critical and needs to be solved. This can be yeah. solved with a good enough. And this yeah. is something we are going to
0: accept <laughs> and move on.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, professional
0: judgment we dry them completely like no just <laughs> deal with it
1: yeah. <laughs> like throw a hairdryer at him like here you go yeah. okay so you were the firm that you were working with in the university for your co-op they were like cool here's a transfer to calgary and that's where you started
0: yeah price Waterhouse. they were cool with it they um calgary at the time needed lots of people oil and gas was doing well <laughs> and uh yeah, they were really cool with it. They were, um, they weren't like jazzed that they spent time training me. Yeah. But I think because I, I I made a good case too. I was just like, I don't, I'm not interested in the industries here and stuff like that.
1: So no, this is, I want to dig in yeah. just for a brief moment because I could see a number of our learners being like, oh, well I want to work in X city. I shouldn't even bother being here. Or I would mm-hmm. like to so you talked to your manager and you made yep. a case. And instead of saying, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, instead of saying why it would be good for you, you yeah. said why it would be good for the company and you and how you can contribute more to the company.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Cause you're like, I'm not interested in these like industries. Exactly. That's, that's, that's truth. I'm interested in these ones. I see a business need.
0: So it's like yeah. you complemented the two together. That's precisely right. Like I knew that they were looking for people in Calgary and I knew Edmonton wasn't. Yeah. So I was like, would you, would this resource, which I was be better suited to go to Calgary It's basically my case. Yeah. Um, yeah. a and scary then, conversation to have? It was usually, I don't know. I'm that type of person. When I want something, I just go for it. So I was pumped. I was like excited. I love change. I might be a little too addicted to it.
1: <laughs> I don't know I, you don't change for change sake though right yeah no, you don't no back down back down to a challenge
0: always get the job done but like yeah that's uh yeah I remember the. I remember the partner I had to talk to I was nervous about but they were so understanding I think they understood that yeah people people need you know what they I don't know I feel like they understood that um, your values are going to change the way your work performance is. Like what you or what you want to do will make you a better worker in the long run. Like if you end up somewhere where you really want to be, yeah, you're going to benefit the firm more. Absolutely. So, yeah.
1: So then you're at PwC in Calgary. And what does that look like as far as studying and working goes to getting your designation?
0: Yeah, PwC was... I think you can talk to anyone. It was hard. It was a lot of hours and studying late nights. Um, I'm the ultimate procrastinator, so I was like Friday from four. You always got up early on Friday. That's one thing about Price. I think that's one thing about Calgary. Is like Fridays if you book a meeting after three, like no one's showing up. Yeah. So Fridays that was good for me. I would like finish the job Friday at three, do my whole assignment. From three until seven and then go out and just you know douse myself in vodka <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. hashtag from life but they were amazing they were supportive they always had materials for us throughout the way like it was they always had workshops they had things that were i don't know i always felt very supported throughout casby legacy program yeah <laughs> did you uh did you
1: have the the firm mom um when you were going through at pwc
0: i'm trying to think i know there was someone but yeah i can't remember who it was that just like organized all that yeah yeah
1: so when i was doing workshops in calgary all my pwc people would come with these like custom like it would be the materials from the workshop but then like printed and like flagged and stuff found oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like we have this woman at work and she's like our cpa mom or ca mom and she has yeah. all the materials so you had she was around too
0: yeah she was around I just can't remember who it was why am I blanking it might have changed too by the time I was there but I I don't know it was it was a yeah we always had coiled books like I still kept them because some of them were so they had like um personal tax books that I still reference sometimes so they just had someone handling that for us and
1: well, and like, yeah. it's a good thing to kind of point out that, you know, we always think that people that contribute to different things are make these like grand gestures and not saying that that wasn't no time because that was, you know, considerable oh, yeah. amount of time and steadiness. But it's like, you know, that the small things can really be the big things sometimes.
0: Huge. Like I, when we found out, like my husband was at Deloitte, that they weren't getting that kind of treatment. We were like, thank you so much because I just show up to like my module workshop I've got everything I need and like I don't have to think about a thing and I'm usually hungover so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> one of
0: the girls
1: like I um I don't think she went home after her Friday night and she went to the oh. workshop and she's on one side of me and then another girl like that didn't know her was on the other side. And there was one person like our session leader walked by, like the instructor. And yeah. this girl was like, I think our session leader's drunk. And I'm like, no, it's that person. And she like walked by and was like, oh, whoa.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like "I was wafting. A distillery. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> not like, yeah, not glamorizing anything because, you know, it's it's just one of those realities that it's hard it's it's hard and different people cope in different ways and not saying not judging but also not saying that that's the only coping mechanism out there um totally I think running up a mountain you know if I could go back in time I'd be like go run a hill Samantha like just go
0: holy shit I would too I'm like try working out once Caitlin that might help your mental state but I'm like no (laughs) I I can't leave my desk yeah no I think that what's
1: really cool now is seeing with, um, the kind of, I hope I'm going to say post-COVID, but we'll see like the, um, all of the values for work-life balance travel or work-life integration or like, oh yeah, like I can achieve my goals, but I can also do what I want. Um, I think like, I'm really liking how it's being reflected in, in some of the workplaces. I think that at times perhaps some people, May or may not expect all of that now. so it's it's yeah. it's tricky balance because it's like, yes, go work towards it. but also realize that they're corporations making making money. So if you can demonstrate your case, if you can demonstrate that you're gonna do a really good job mm. um, and you've already done a good job, you have a history of it, and you're like, hey, I would like to go you know for four weeks and I realize I have two weeks vacation. So can we either arrange something where I'm working remotely? Or where I can take some unpaid time off. Like you kind of, it's like a bank. You can't take a uh, withdrawal without making deposits
0: first. Totally. Like I was actually thinking about that because currently looking for, you know, maybe some, a job to fill a bit more of my time right now. And there's always that period of time. You do have to prove yourself first. Like you have to make that deposit. And I think that's a little bit lost with what's happened with COVID. People just like want this balance right away. Which I'm all about balance, yeah, completely. But you do have to, you know, make sure you're trusted before that.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Trust is huge, uh, and then once you get it, hopefully you have you have the flexibility after that.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. Once you establish it, I feel like then it's a conversation. Whereas before, like totally. the first little bits, everybody, both sides are working out the other people. Like they're like, oh, can really? I trust you? And you're like, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Can I trust you? And it's yeah, it's a- yeah it's a trial period for, for lack of a better term. Okay. So I want to get into this part because I know that a number of our students might be thinking, you know, I don't want to work in a firm. I want to work in industry. And maybe they're like, I want to learn the lessons from the firm. I'm going to run up a hill instead of dousing myself. Um, but once, uh, or, you know, whatever other coping mechanism or balance, like, you know, or putting in those deposits and then take, taking small draws. But then they're like, but I really want to transition to industry. So for yourself personally, how did you make that transition from firm uh, to industry?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of just, there's always going to be people that stay at the firm and then you know right away who's not going to. Um I was one of those people like it was it was not I didn't hide it I was like hey guys if you ever care <laughs> of a job like <laughs> uh, no but I made the transition uh to a big oil and gas company thinking that would kind of cushion the blow um just because I was so used to a big company I was mm-hmm. so used to a lot of people around a lot of people my age so I decided to move to Suncor um well I didn't decide they decided to hire me I should say but yeah and it's funny because Pricewaterhouse in Calgary their building and Suncor's building are the same so I didn't move very far I didn't I didn't take a huge chance but um yeah so I, I went to a big company thinking that would be kind of a nice transition period and then after that I took big risks and went to smaller oil and gas companies um but to be honest, I knew I knew it was time. I knew after my third busy season, uh, I didn't see a management track for me. I didn't I didn't want that lifestyle. So or that I guess that industry. I didn't want audit insurance. Yeah. So I wanted to try it out. I wanted to see what oil and gas had to hold. Um, I know that's specific to the industry, but yeah, I wanted to see what industry was like. And I wanted to see the other side. Mm-hmm. Like you're always that auditor in the office, like, please give me that, please, please. And then um, I wanted to be the person that was like, no.
1: <laughs> or like, I'll get back to you on Monday you. Yeah. after my weekend. <laughs> yes, that's what I wanted.
0: And uh, yeah, so it was- What role did you go into at Suncor? I went into corporate accounting at Suncor. Um It was kind of the one thing I did realize is like a big company is a big machine and you're just a a piece of it, which eventually at first it was so nice for me just to like let my mind rest for a bit. And then like, unless you go out and try to make work for yourself in that, at that time at Suncor, I was, uh, um, I was finding myself a little bit listless. So I, I, I needed more and there was opportunities there for more, but, um, I I wanted to try a smaller joint and see if maybe that was a better fit. So okay. yeah. Where'd you go? I went to Kelt Oil & Gas. Um, and they, oh, it was awesome. They're a small, small shop, worked my butt off, uh, learned a lot, learned a lot. Um, but at that point I knew uh, after two years, I think two or three years there, um, I knew it was time for us to make a call on our life and we had always wanted to travel and we were like okay so hit my husband and I were both in the industry and we were like do we want to continue this like CFO track like everybody wants when they get their well, CA at the time and we were like no no let's do it let's go traveling and that's that's the job I left to travel yeah um, so I did two after two after the
1: firm one big, one small. One big, one small. Yeah, same, yeah. same, same. Like I, I yeah. didn't realize how parallel, except my small was first and then I went big. But then you both, big. Okay. both with the same outcome. Um, did you find that you had the skill set when you made the transition first to industry or were there things that you had to um, pick up along the way?
0: It is so different. So that was actually something I meant to get into there is there was the weirdest little things that you didn't realize you had this skill set for. It's not the accounting. You've got it. Like, um, at the firm I find and anywhere, I'm, I'm sure you get trained very well, but the, at the firm I was trained super well. Work ethic was great. Everything. Like I could pick up on things quickly. Um, but like the stuff that I didn't realize I wasn't trained on, like printing a spreadsheet. Mm. Um, this is probably so archaic now. Nobody's printing mm. spreadsheets, but I had to print like the first day on Suncor at Suncor. And I was like, well, how do I do this? Like, what spaces do I use? I I think I printed one spreadsheet like 10 times, like those little things that you didn't realize there's just a different world and it comes quickly though.
1: Yeah. Do you think it was specific to industry or do you think it was just specific to being in another company and there's different sets and processes? Like I remember not being able to find the washroom one day when I had like a new job. And it's like all of those things, they pile up and you're, you're in the middle of like, for me anyways, like you're a new place. You're like, oh, my skill set's going to like transit, blah, blah, blah. Like, is everything going to be okay? And then it's like the little things that really like almost beat down on you. And then until you kind of realize after a week, like, okay.
0: I got this. Yeah.
1: It's fine. Like the accounting, like you said, is the same. It's applied a different way. It's just a different company. They might use, I don't know, SAP instead of like blah, blah, blah. So
0: yeah, that's exactly right. It was all the, I shouldn't say soft things that were different. It's yeah. all like the, the, the admin stuff that was different. I remember that too. I remember like not being able to find the bathroom at one of the places. Yeah. And, and then eventually I figured out which the best bathroom was, you know, that's how you do it.
1: Absolutely. Or like, hey, I can waste an extra 10 minutes by going outside, walking around the the building and coming back up. Yeah, you bring up um, an interesting point with um, the different changes of pace because it does tend to, and one of our guests talked about this, but in industry, it's very much like cycled, if you're in a financial reporting role, it's very much cycled around financial statements which Mm -hmm. is like a no dub. but at the same time it's just a different deadline than you might be used to in the firm because you're like okay instead of having multiple clients like you're on one client you're in the client and you have to produce these financial statements each quarter and then a bigger one at year end and then there's all like the accompanying things and then again the auditors and it's like okay your deadlines are right before like all those other deadlines and it's Yeah. Oh, and you might have some monthly statements and you might have some like, you know, regulatory things, but it's all cycled around. Like it's just driven differently.
0: It is driven differently. And uh, yeah, that's, I was going to say something about the transition to Oh, being on at the firm, when you have multiple clients, I found it so like you're, you become so adaptable without knowing. So that's why I was going to say those admin things just like, moving from job to job, and I haven't done that too, too much, but like, it just seems you can adapt to anything because the accounting is the same. And then if you yeah, have deadline based, it just shifts. Yeah, you're right.
1: So all those things that aren't necessarily intuitive when you're thinking about like, when do I want to take vacations? When are, am I going to be available? What's my work? What's my average day, week, month, and then when are the spikes going to be? And there are just yeah. different things that, you know, part of this podcast is, you know, talking to Samantha from 2008 and kind of like, I I always do go to university, do get your degree and then you'll be okay. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, the narrative, um, that was in my family, but I never knew what to do after, like, Mm. what, what about after? Because their whole mindset, um, you know, being a first generation university graduate was like, go to university, you'll be fine. But then I'm here and I'm like, Hey, I'm almost done.
0: Like what? Oh, there's so many things. Yeah, there's so many options. That is huge. That is, you're right. Cause well, at the time for us, we had to go to a firm to get our CA. So it was just, that was known. But after that, what do you do? What do you do with it? And I remember hearing all the time when I was young, your CA opens doors. It just opens so many doors. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought you're just, you just be a CFO. You're a CFO. It just takes a while. (laughs) And then now, now I'm seeing that, like, it really does. It's just such a good background to have. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: let's, let's, you know, share what those doors are and let's, I love it when people put numbers to things or like, if people are in my office, I'll flat out, you know, tell them how like different milestones. I used to think that making, you know, $40,000 a year was a lot of money. Right. And then I used to think that, um, you know, making like paying $40,000 in taxes a year was a lot of money. And, and now it's like, there's, it's not money. It it is, it's part of it. And I'm Mm -hmm. very privileged to say it, but at the same time, it's like, you have the time, money, quality, like trade-off and you can't, you know, are you going to prioritize money and understanding that there might be a trade-off with like the time and your quality of time, Or what what are you going to prioritize? Because it's not just about, for me, optimizing the money thing. It's like trying to optimize that time, money, quality, like triangle.
0: I was, when you said this success earlier, I'm like, success to me is balance. Mm. Always. It's like, and I will always be striving for balance. I know that. I'm not naive to the fact that I'm like 90 year old, 90 year old. Caitlin's like I finally got it. Like no,
1: yeah. So so striving Sorry.
0: towards it, but like, would you say that you've achieved it ever? I would say I'm like I'm very happy, and that's another thing. I think balance equals success to me, but um happiness comes from balance for me. And I'll always be that person. And I think we all will, will be all these accounting students. We have that drive that, that I want something to to strive for. Like I want that position. I want that. Like maybe it's money. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it's that fitness goal. I don't know what you're doing. But then I also want that that aspect of my life that nourishes me in a way that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Um I want my people around me. I want my me time. I want, you know, I just want to be healthy because then I can't get that that goal that I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. That is hands down success to me and I think the world is changing in a way that they're moving towards that which is wonderful to see because when I was going through the program it was like if you're not you know sitting at your desk you're not succeeding and yeah. I don't think that's true yeah
1: I completely I completely agree I never bought into the narrative of like oh I worked 85 hours. like oh yeah well I worked 85 or oh, oh. I worked 90 and it was like yeah but what the fuck did you do during that time because like did you just sit there because I got
0: I got stuff done
1: like I learned stuff I did stuff and then I went home and I had a nap
0: so yeah that was like I love that about places that I worked they always would say like we're not clock watching yeah you are and now (laughs) yeah like you're making me charge my time and you're looking at it yeah and you're right like I feel like half the people that were charging their time was like let me see your browser history man what were you actually doing
1: <laughs> yeah, having that discussion of like quality time, and yeah, with um, the working from home from COVID and possibly like beyond, it's it's more objective based. What did you accomplish? How did you accomplish? Are you you know are you achieving your goals? Um, I love that about academia in the sense that you know um, in a little bit I'm going off for for dinner. Um, at the governor's house. And tomorrow I'm putting on a presentation <laughs> um, for um military personnel transitioning out of um the military into entrepreneurial efforts. And I'm like, I just love that it's like, does this when you're asked for something, you can say, does this align with my skill set? Does this align with um my strengths and my interests? And if yeah. the answer is yes, and you have time available, or you can make time then you can do it. And I feel so, so privileged in academia, but it's not just academia where people, you know, cause people can say, oh, well, you're an academic, you know, you're not, you do not, you're not teaching from May to uh, till August. It's like, no, but there's other requirements. There's other service things, but it's yeah. also not just academia. It's, you know, seeking out those opportunities um, to make it for yourself, which is we're coming full circle. You're at KELT. How long did it take when you and your husband had a talk of like, Hey, we (laughs) want to go do this. How long did it take from that almost like initial idea or like not the idea, but like that we're going to do this to when your ass is on a plane.
0: Six months. Okay. And And that was was honestly, like, I, I can say that very, very clearly because we were trying to sell our house and it wouldn't sell so honest we would have left earlier but once we planted that seed and we're very different people like we're like we like change like i said so we were excited about it um once we planted that seed we were like let's go let's do this um and but then the other thing is like we wanted to do it in an elegant that's the term for it a professional way yeah um that we don't burn bridges um but at the same time, you have to do what's right for you. And hopefully the people around you understand that. So it's not like I, I stuck around. I knew I gave I gave enough notice that would allow them to find someone. And then I stuck around even longer after that because our house wouldn't sell. But there was it was just imminent that we knew it was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then so if it's not too personal, um, yeah. how did you make money on the road? We Facilitated. Yeah, we, uh, so we started facilitating before knew, knowing that this could maybe lead to something where we could travel and work. Um, so we marked the C C-PAS We program the whole time. Uh, we had those five to six week breaks in there like candidates do. And it was honestly perfect. It, I don't think when you're traveling for that long, so we did a year the first time, Uh, having a purpose and something to like, sit down and be like, I have to get this done was nice for us. And I think we just have that mindset. Yeah. That we need, we need something to like work on. So it was wonderful. It allowed us to go places. I will say though, sometimes because you needed to be in touch with your candidates with a 24 hour turnaround on emails. um, It didn't allow us to go too remote so I wish we had timed some things better on those five, six week breaks where we could just go like scuba diving with no Wi-Fi. But yeah, that's how we made our money. And
1: because I know that we'll get into Pat's story in a little bit, but there was also some consulting in there as well at other points oh, yeah. in times. So education um, consulting or teaching for CPA West. So through the professional education program, uh, the modules that students would take if they go that route uh, towards your CPA program, some consulting, and then focusing on the travel. So where did you
0: all go the first time? Oh, the first time we tried to wrap the world. We thought that would be a cool thing to say, (laughs) Um, but we went through Iceland into like Europe, went all the way to Hungary. And then we uh, came home, I think Hungary. Yeah. Was that the furthest East? I can't remember. Um, I'm also horrible at maps, so me too. I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely say something wrong here. Um, <laughs> geography, I should say. It. I even called it maps. I'm horrible at maps. So that's how bad I am at geography. I, I um, get you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we came home quick for just a family issue, and then uh, and then we went back the other way. So we were like, okay, we'll wrap it the other way. We went through um, Hawaii to get to Japan and then down into Southeast Asia. And that was, oh, Japan, everybody go to Japan. It was the best. I, don't be scared of the non-central heating. Just put a jacket on.
1: No, that's actually, yeah, just just, just bring a jacket, yeah. put it on. That's actually the second time this week I've heard that Japan was just amazing. So amazing. I, I've flown through it, I've had layovers, but I haven't stepped outside the airport. So I will, I will now. Dude.
0: Do yeah absolutely so yeah we we did a lot of Europe and then a little bit of Southeast Asia
1: yeah amazing so you came home a little bit before um COVID hit probably I think was it like six months or and the intent was to regroup possibly figure out what because you rented your house so figure out what to do with the house figure out like a few things here and then go back out in the road and then COVID happened so. Yes,
0: exactly. We we're going to try to crank out some work, make some more money, and then use that to travel again. And yeah, that was, I mean, like, we're super lucky that that was the only thing that it held us back on. We already did our one year trip. There's so many other people, but that, you know, we're planning to do things and retirees. I know my, my in-laws were planning to get out there and start traveling finally. And it just curbed that there, they're off doing their thing now, though, so, but it held us back for a bit, and now we're back at it. You're we back just, at it, I know. I know, so where did you just come back from? Scandinavia, and yeah. it was wonderful, um, everybody says, like, well, you'll you'll be fine, you'll fit in right when you get there, because I'm blonde, I'm like, but I'm obviously fake blonde, and they'll know right away I'm not a local <laughs> <laughs>
1: How was it? How was the food? How are the travels? How was it like um, getting back into that traveling
0: lifestyle? It was interesting because I I will say uh, the years of COVID kind of feel like, I don't know, time, a time warp, but we are now like 34 and 35. Um, At the time that we wrapped the world, we were a bit of an older traveling couple. So uh, we were about 29 or whatever. I can't remember. Um, But I really felt my age this time. However, now knowing things about traveling and working and knowing what makes us happy, it allowed us to like take breaks when we needed to. We weren't so like, see everything, do everything. We were like, why don't we do like three things and then chill and eat some food and drink some stuff and, and have a good time. And that, yeah, almost like older, the wiser, yeah, you you allow yourself to really enjoy life versus yeah, I don't know for Rather me than like
1: having a checklist and be like I need exactly. to this in this country, this in this country. You're like, you know, um, what's the point in seeing it if I'm not going to enjoy it? So exactly. quality over quantity.
0: Yeah, so it was that was great. The food was I wouldn't say the food my cup of tea. It's more pat my husband's. It's like a lot of like meats and stuff. I would find the pizza joint next door.
1: <laughs> make, it, make it work. Yeah,
0: yeah. but funny. it was beautiful. Those countries are beautiful. Just wonderful, yeah.
1: And do you have anything uh, up next or is that still in the pipeline?
0: Still in the pipeline. I had a, I dabbled in, I was thinking about doing like a passion project where I would help out. a. I really like architecture, hence why I was just in love with Scandinavia. They're mm. far beyond us. Um, and I thought I would dabble in that a bit, but funny that you mentioned earlier, anywhere you go, accounting's accounting. And so when I got there, I, I had this idea in my head that I would be immersed in like architectural stuff. I'm like no, accounting's accounting. I'm just seeing accounting. here. <laughs> yeah. So you got to figure out, I got to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. But no, oh my I'm, gosh. yeah,
1: if, um, if somebody were to say, hey, um, if like 80-year-old Caitlin were to come up and like offer to have a visit with you, would you ask her like, oh, what are all like the places I'm going to work or what are all the things I'm going to see? Like, would you want to know what's next and what to figure no. out what you're going to be when you grow
0: up? No. Yeah. No, never. No. I think it's so exciting. And like what quitting our job and taking our like taking our designation on the road has done yeah. has been like I don't know, but all I know is like it's going to be okay and it's going to be good. And I'm going to do things that I want to do now. So, yeah, I would be, I'm, it's so exciting not knowing.
1: It is and, very exciting not knowing. Yeah. A little bit of like, but, but like, yeah. Yeah. but exciting in that um, because you have a skill set. And I really I want to actually highlight some of the work that we did. I'm getting excited oh. now um, for the National Marketing Center because I feel like, like, I'm what, I'm seven months past my, my time, not even, and you yeah. are getting up to your one year, uh, anniversary yeah. um, and I will say that, um, I, I am so grateful and proud of you and the work that you did. And I'm also really grateful and proud of the way that you exited. Um, so I just want to, what do I want to do first? I do want to have So first. I will say that, um, I gave my notice and then, um, you, we, cause we had talked, uh, afterwards and then you were saying like that, that you think it's going to be your last year. And you set me up in such a good way, uh, to ensure that when we went live with the project, like all the planning was done, all the documentation mm-hmm. was done. And it was just a really good transition. So I feel like you gave such a, um, like a best practice in how to transition out of a role and out of a company. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Thank want to you. highlight those, some of the things that you did do. So for example, when we had the hotline um, and you worked with our DAL uh, hotline yeah. and our leads and just, you know, having those weekly meetings um, when things were fast and furious, when things were dynamic, when things were changing, um, mm-hmm. how did you find out working with those DAL students and uh,
0: recent grads? Oh, it was fun. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. They probably saw me at like a very stressed out point. So I hope I was still chill. They, they were like, and so chill. Like they're like, <laughs> I'm right, like yeah. inside I'm just like, ah. <laughs> cause you're a million things, right? Like yeah. we're just like a million things uh, like that project. And it, yeah, that what they didn't see going on. Well, they did, they got to see candidates coming in. Yeah. and noting issues before we even knew them. Yeah. So they got to see kind of the chaos that could happen. And the, then they got to see me and you who were putting these fires out all the time. Um, yeah. And they were wonderful. They were they would point out things that, it, yeah, I was like, this is perfect. They always showed up to the meetings, which I'm like, isn't it summer there? Like what? Summer. <laughs> I wanted them to open up their laptop on a patio and I'd just be jealous. But yeah, so they were, yeah, it was so much fun. It was such a good change of pace for me to talk to them too. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, just so stressed out. And then I get to talk to them and they're like, it's okay. Like, this is what they told me. And I'm like, that's perfect. Thank you. And you guys are all chill and you're young
1: and you're happy. <laughs> oh, the energy and like the problem yeah. solving. So to put it into context, we had, um, We plan all year at various levels, and then there'd be about eight weeks for Capstone 2, and, you know, every week there was two cases that were being marked, so we had, you know, 14,000 cases being marked. We had at least, like, 150 to 300 markers. We had team leads um, leading each one of the marking centers, uh, one marking center per case, um, and their team of people. And -hmm. and then we had the hotline workers, which was one of our frontline QC in order to sort the candidate questions to make sure they went to the appropriate people, QC items, and then it felt like a lot and that's if everything were to go well. And it's what our job was, is Uh to like plan out everything, put the systems into place, do the hiring, do the evaluation, do the communication, do the, you know, ensure the payment systems, but then what happens when something breaks and like, like what happens when one computer system doesn't talk to another computer system? What happens when somebody goes MIA? What happens when, um, you know, just all of the things and being able to see all the dominoes. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's what you plan for is you plan to be there so that, you know, when stuff goes wrong, you have the energy to Fix them, not just the energy, like the capacity, the critical thinking, um, and understanding. Not we say we're busy, and it was like, ah, but it's like not seeing an issue and blowing it up. But at the same time, not being like, oh, that won't be an issue, and just lots yeah. of communication. So, how do you think we made it work um, doing this, being remote? Because that might be something that a number of candidates or mm-hmm. um, you know potential CPA students or aspiring education professionals are considering. It's like, how do I? How do I build a team, build a relationship, get shit done, and do cool things in a remote environment?
0: I that's such a good question, and I think like honestly, it, just being yourself like you have to like almost exude more of your personality through remote work. And I can't help it, you know that sound like my emails are always ridiculous. Like I I'm so I'm quite casual with my emails, which I should probably check myself on sometimes, but. No, because
1: like when they needed to be like top notch, yeah. you had that skill set, but you leaned into your personality, which is great.
0: Well, and I think that's the biggest thing is you have to make connections and half the time you, I, I don't even know people's faces And yeah. I've talked to for years and I, but I know them. Like, I know if you ask me about them, I'm like, this is exactly how I would describe that person. This is their skill set. This is all this stuff. And I think just coming across that way making sure you know have some casual conversations outside of work yeah just um what else oh I can't yeah dealing with the remoteness uh respecting boundaries Hmm. that's huge because remote work is like I can email you any time of the day yeah but like Sam was so good at this she'd always say hey this is like for not right now she would always you know disclaimer at the beginning of the email this is just when she was working don't think you have to answer me tonight you know kind of thing just respecting that yeah that that went a huge way a long way I should say
1: yeah, yeah. and with that communication right yeah
0: communication.
1: you know sometimes we'd send each other fyi emails and like flat out say don't answer or like yeah. this is for it'd be like in July. And we'd be like, this is for November. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Put that away. Put that in your folder. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: What about, so I know for me, something that I tried to do with um, building, building a team and having people at different places in both their Energy that they can invest in the program because, like, let's face it, um, most people were had other jobs, had other full time jobs or yeah. other part time jobs, or any other things. I think like we both had other education commitments. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, creating an environment that people wanted to be there versus, you know, um, punitive. And yeah. I know that that's something that we really strive to do. And I want to put some context behind that. So, something that I tried to do is always show why we were doing something. Like bring it back to like, you know, hey, this kind of sucks right now. And like, I understand like we're developing this and blah, blah, blah. But like, once we get this kind of hammered out with your feedback, like the learners will be better served for
0: it. Yes. Yeah. Always providing them with like a, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. You did so well at that. And even like commiserating sometimes, like even that first sentence, that's huge. Like I would have markers and uh, like leadership people um, people working with us, just like this, is really bad right now. Like I'm working really hard. I'm like, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm with you. Like we're all doing it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like I remember, I kept. Um, we were able to, I think, save like ten thousand dollars, which out of like three million dollars, three and a half million dollars, doesn't seem like a lot, but I, I saved and earmarked it and like protected it and said, hey, listen, did you have a problem? last, like, like during the center, like put together a, like half a page, like pitch, like tell me what can be done for next time to fix it. Like you Got have it. a problem. You were the best person to give me the solution. So give me mm-hmm. a solution. And then you'll have the right of first refusal with a budget to fix it for next year. Like, yep. because sometimes we don't see problems until you're in it. Right. And totally. you know, and it, it sucks for everybody and nobody wants people to work like that. And also you know, when we switch to the risk based um, quality assurance, some people were, you know, were still of the mindset that more is more. So kind of saying, hey, listen, you're not being paid to do everything of everything. You're being paid to do, you know, use your professional judgment. So sometimes having those difficult conversations and being like, you might feel like you're doing less, but when you're doing a targeted approach, you're being so much more effective mm-hmm. and you can leave And go do your other work or go do, have a summer and having those conversations, which I think was like, we don't want anybody to, it's going to be hard enough. Things are going to come up that take enough of your time. So don't make it any harder. So work with us, you know, have those conversations. Um, And also Mm -hmm. like when I screwed up, try to like have a moment, be like, this sucks, but then own it and just be transparent.
0: Oh, did I ever learn that in NMC? Just own it. When you mess up, like... Well, I guess that's my kind of my whole career. I always watched people who tried to hide their mess ups. I'm like, that's going to come out in a different way. Like, and I know it already, but yeah, that was huge. Like in a fast paced environment that we were in was great, like really tight deadlines. If you screw up and you don't tell someone we can't fix it. So it was so amazing. The environment we were in, everybody felt comfortable saying, Hey, I messed up, but Hey, here's how I think we should fix it. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think you just create that environment of comfort. You empathize. Yeah. We, remote. yeah, we, yeah.
1: we, um, divide and conquer. Um, and then having those conversations, like if there was work that came up, it's like, cool, do you want to do this? Do you want to get somebody else to do this? Do you, who's the best person for this? And like, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you, you take on, not you, but like if I, or you take on something and, I don't know, you say it's going to be done Friday and it's like Thursday and you're like, there's no way. There's it's like, no, no, yeah. no excuse. Like, no, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, that's a cool. Like, let's, let's reevaluate. Do we still yeah. need that? Can somebody else come in? Like, because that's the other thing too, is like, when you share your work, you're empowering somebody else and you're strengthening your team. And so, oh. you know, yeah, perhaps the compensation structure or whatever, it be a short time hit, but really it's a bigger, like a longer time play. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of if you don't mind me saying, a lot of your compensation was you had a variable and you had a fixed portion, but you know, ensuring that you always looked at the bigger picture, like what quality, like what is our mission, what are we doing here, yeah. your you know annual you know billables like each year grew because your role in your position grew and what you were contributing yeah. to grew.
0: Yeah, you got to see the future in it for sure, and like also, you just have to understand that the job will be better for you. As yeah. well. If you put that, yeah, when you, it's not all about how you're paid, it's about how is this gonna progress the program to the point where everybody else is gonna be happier, things are gonna get done better. Like it just it's a complete all-encompassing buy-in. Yeah. Absolutely. Grow the pie. Share the, the pie. pie. Share and the pie. Yeah. You know what?
1: Possibly, you know, there, there's hey, pack more pie and like yeah. really in, enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. So all right. Any regrets in completing your CPA? Mm,
0: No, I think some regrets I have are just like, why did I procrastinate so hard? But no, my gosh, my life now, because I did it's wonderful. Like I met so many people along the way, even all the way from university. I met my best friend at a um module workshop she broke up with her boyfriend she was crying at my table like we had like it was like elementary where they four. oh yeah I had today. the same ones yeah Calgary yeah. the like yep she's just crying I'm like what's going on who are you and what's going on and she's like I broke up with my boyfriend I have nowhere to live and I'm like well I have a spare room and that's how we became where we're now best friends she was just over with her baby like you don't, and then you're all of, like, mind, like, getting your CA, you meet, or CPA, you get meet so many people that are the same mindset. Yeah. It makes you a better person, too. I, like, I've learned so many skills of just how to talk to people in business and outside of business, um, and it challenged me. All of my friends are smarter than me, I think, and it made me want to be smarter, you know? It just you yeah you so get those skills yeah
1: um hey with that the national marketing center was that an accounting role that you were in
0: an accounting role that's actually i thought about that cuz i had to update my resume and i'm like i don't know i think it was yes and no yeah uh, yes I, and yes and yeah that should be that should be it yes and because i needed that accounting background to understand the people i was working with yeah um and, and it's fine a time for the payroll and for like yeah. all all of
1: that and yeah. all of the data manipulation. So sometimes accounting, like financial data manipulation, sometimes non financial, sometimes a yeah. mix. Professional yeah. judgment,
0: spreadsheets, yeah.
1: spreadsheets, and professional, professional judgment. judgment, communication.
0: All of oh, that. and all that all of that came from getting my CPA. All of that, like everything, stems from the path I took and like the people I met and how it how it molded me. You're right. So yeah, there was accounting aspects, but I don't know. It was it was a different beast and it was one it was a wonderful beast, but different.
1: I'm glad I'm glad, yeah. I yeah. something that we'll always share and something that we can't can't yeah. quite always describe. And so like this podcast will go a little bit longer than the other ones, but it's partly just because <sighs> this is was such a special time in my life. Um, yeah, and so. in getting to know you was absolutely one of the highlights and just getting to stretch and grow the program and conti- contribute to growing the program and grow in each other's like skill sets.
0: Yeah. And that's, I would have to say, I grew the most with you, hands down. You taught me so much about, I'm just gonna, you know, just <laughs> give you all the compliments. You taught me so much and you say you're like, not chill but you taught me so much about when to focus on an issue, when to not, mm. how to like handle everything with grace. I don't know. It, it, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. Project management was never something I thought it was going to happen in my career. Amazing. And yeah, that was, that was, yeah, it was a steep learning curve, but it was worth it. Just you like had can take on anything
1: So many teams. Yeah. And so many moving parts. And the best was when um I would just hear people say, like, oh, I just love working with Caitlin or Oh, I like I heard from Caitlin. And like oh, I yeah.
0: love I don't I didn't think that. I was like, Did I did I come up to I don't know?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> like we're not delivering good news most Never. of the time. By the time people are talking to us, like it's not good news. Like our job is to kind of, you know. It's all all the stuff, all the things, and sometimes they're really hard conversations. So I think that that's cool. Is when people feel heard, they feel respected. They don't necessarily, you know, you don't have to like it, but like here here's where we're at, and having having that kind of long long term professional view because uh, it's not it's not easy. So it was really nice for me to hear hear that about um, about you from from the 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 webs. Um, Oh, thanks. (laughs) All righty, what advice? Do you have four DAL accounting majors let's, or even um, management learners, uh, wide encompassing, perhaps in their last two years? So they've already gone mm-hmm. through the first two um, and now their last couple years.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, I'm trying to think back. But like at yeah. the same time, I probably wouldn't do everything I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly... My biggest thing, and I'm going to go circle back to it like an annoying person, but balance. Yeah. Um, work your ass off when you have to, but check out when you do to, when you have to, too. And that might not be like, I work my ass off to the end of this project, and now I can have some fun. Have some fun in there, because that's what I would do. Like, those days where, like, this is shit. I hate this project. And I'd be like, hey, I'm going to that bar down the street. We're just going to go chill, have that moment. I would say, don't take it so seriously all the time it and also (laughs) i hated when people would say things like these are the best years of your life and i was like but i'm so stressed how is this how is this the best yeah It, it that's bullshit. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I've said that too. I was like, it gets better. It's cool that, but like better. better. Yeah, it gets better. I can't like, I think those people are failing out of university that are saying they failed something. I don't know. I I almost just think (laughs) it's like, maybe they've heard
1: it so often that they kind of accept that as that their fate and they need to like make the most out of it. But I'm like, why would you choose that for yourself? Build a life that it gets better and better and better and better. Like I want to be partying at like 80, be like, yeah.
0: <laughs> be like, it's only getting better. <laughs> I, I honestly think every year of my life has gotten better. It's different. Different. Like I, I can't party like I used to. I know it. I'm the first to admit it, but like that, that phase of my life was, wonderful in its own way now this one's way better than
1: I thought it would be like, or even just like what an ideal afternoon looks like at 22 it looks different at 32 looks different at 82 like I am mean over. I'm like I probably just finished my prune juice and I'm about to eat a salad yeah. and I'm like yeah feeling all like good and mobile right like because it's I'm regular
0: yeah, like, yeah I'm like <laughs> like now <laughs> <Do you mind?
1: laughs> um uh, by the way my friend though got me onto prunes they are amazing not i'm not great. talking about anything else they are just delicious
0: so. yeah i'm all about my morning fiber so yeah. don't get me i'm if you get me on that subject this, <laughs> no, no no, no. I'm sorry uh, i'll uh cap it off with like it's it gets better like if it's you better if it's you getting, want it so to get better your life too seriously right now enjoy it a bit and just know that it's it's if you're stressed, it gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I I love that.
1: So, Caitlin, how do you know when it's the right time to move on from your
0: last job or your role? <laughs> this is an awkward conversation to have with you, Sam. Um, <laughs> you left. <laughs> Why did you leave? Yeah, Why you like, you you leave me? Um, you're like you left first sort of <laughs> before <laughs> but after yeah. Oh, I've, and I've, I've hopefully gracefully quit three positions now um and i always find with each one is usually like i've learned a ton and i start to notice myself not being as motivated because I, I don't think there's enough for me to learn anymore. Yeah. That's how I know when it's time. That and like a project or a job could maybe have, and this has happened, has changed yeah. to the point where like, it's not aligning with my, my work or like my goals anymore. Yeah. And that kind of happened with the NMC for me. I would say both of those things where I've learned a ton from you, you're heading off and then it changed in a way where like, I didn't see an opportunity for me to learn anymore in a way that I wanted. to Yeah. Yeah. That's and, exactly. And then, I mean, uh, I don't know. I also have a hard time with boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so I, really... I find if I'm working way too hard, I always try to take a step back and be like, why am I doing this? Is it because of the job? Can I change it? And if I can't, then it's time for me to move, move on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think those are all really great, great reasons. And it just shows like the reflecting and that pausing and taking a step back. And,
0: yeah,
1: you know, just because something was good or like you were learning, it doesn't mean, you know, that things can't change or shift or still be good, but, you know, just different, everything can be okay. And yeah. people can leave and, you know, I feel, you know, similar with different things in the past and the boundaries thing is huge. You know, knowing your. I think what it comes down to what I hear with you and what I hear within my own story mm-hmm. is like knowing yourself. And you know, for me, it would be nice. Sometimes it takes me a little longer to realize myself. Um, yeah. Like
0: me too. <laughs>
1: <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> but when you do, it's like cool, and yeah. it's all good, and yeah. it will always be all good, and
0: and you know you you're in the right or you've met the right people. If they're all about you doing what's right for you and you continue a relationship after like we have like all of my places that I've left, I'm still friends with people from there. And that's how, you know, like you're, you know, you, you left at the right time. You left for good reasons.
1: Absolutely. I was actually nervous about that when we met up in um in Calgary. Ah, uh, so I was still running out my last few months and you had left. And oh. do you remember that? The Starbucks. Oh yeah. You were nervous? Like, I, I was a little bit nervous because um because I really liked you and because I thought we were friends, and I just didn't know I didn't know if it would be weird or different. And like because when when you care, um when I care, I'm nervous about things. So yeah, I was a little bit nervous. And then the moment like I saw you and we hugged and like we just sat down and like, I think like several hours passed and like no no time had flown. Like it was, it was so lovely to be able to, you know, we ramped up kind of during work project, got to know each other a lot and then continuing on the friendship afterwards. So yeah, Yeah. I was nervous because I I didn't, you're an awesome human and I didn't want to lose you in my life. And I'm just glad that we were able to make that transition. It was, it was so easy and so lovely
0: yeah it was and thank you and ditto and I'm not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> Good,
1: <yeah. laughs> I'm in the middle of like a sunny day outside your office sunny day outside my office and I'm like oh I'm just so yeah I'm very yeah. very grateful um that we can celebrate your quidiversary
0: and my soon-to-be quidiversary. I believe it's been a year that makes me feel like I need to get my <laughs>
1: shit <more laughs> no no, you're, doing, you're doing great. You're contributing to our accounting profession with the up and coming people. You're traveling the world. You're in, you know, I know that you have inspired somebody to kind of take a look at their life and be like, Fuck yes, I want balance. I want to travel. I want to work hard. I want to accomplish things. And I'm going to figure out a way. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's not next year, but they're like in five years. Like this is the lifestyle I want to design for myself. And you know what? They're going to hit it in three in a half and four years. And you're going to yeah. get an email or you're going to get a message possibly along the way or at the end, that's like, thank you. Yeah. Right. Because I hope so. Yeah. Absolutely. I've no doubt. I would have loved to have um to heard you, um, you know,
0: when you were younger. Yeah. I think, and that's all to be said, I I like, I'm gonna sound like a jerk, but I earned this. Like I, I worked. Yeah. And I think people see it now where like I want this right away. And mm-hmm. we talked about getting that trust and working like you, you have to make sure you, you know, I don't know, yeah. get that experience. You Deposit, do this right Get that away. experience. Yeah. Get those
1: Deposits, and then also know that some people along the way might say things like, "Oh, you're going to leave at the peak of your career," or you know, some some well-intended feedback yeah. might come. Yeah. Coming back to like, what are your goals? What's your definition of success? Um, and surrounding yourself with people that you know, it's not that you cut those people out, but it's like that you don't let the noise affect what
0: you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because that noise will change. Trust me. I've saw it. I saw it over three years with why are you doing this? And now people are like, I'm very unhappy. How did you do this? Tell me, like, teach me how, like, yeah, big time. Relatable. Yeah. When I
1: left the firm, it's very similar. So
0: yeah. (laughs) Uh, Starting yourself
1: with different noise. Hey, yeah. are you, I never knew this. Um, are you big into like audiobooks or books or podcasts or like what? What do you? What do you consume?
0: Oh my gosh! And Netflix um, counts. Netflix I always want to count. read more, but I never do. I'm always like, I'll read. Oh no, I'll watch that. I'll read. No, I'll watch that. <laughs> but I do listen to podcasts um, when I walk my dog. And I, am I'm not that educational person. I listen to people like, did you, you know, people give me advice on what podcasts to listen to. Like, there's this really good one about success in business. And I'm like, that sounds horrible. (laughs) I would rather listen to something that makes me laugh when I'm like out on a walk. I'm horrible that way. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, one that I'm always listening to and I tap in from now time and time, uh, you know, every once in a while. Um is Smartless. I don't know if you've listened to it. It's I haven't. I haven't. What's it about? Oh, it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett. Um, oh, why can't I remember the last guy's name? Um, and they just interview various public figures, but they're themselves are hilarious. They just make fun of each other to the nth degree, and it just wow. reminds me of my friends. So I'm like on walks, <laughs> just laughing. I was actually just thinking about maybe going today, so it's funny that you asked yeah. me. And I have one that I want to listen to, and then you're always so surprised by the guests and who is actually entertaining and who isn't. Like you always think the comedians are going to be entertaining, but then like listen to a George Clooney episode, and he like I was I was like laughing out loud on my walk, and people are like, "What's wrong with her?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my hair is covering. This. <laughs>
1: i was uh, finishing up a call the other day like yesterday in yoga and i was on my like bluetooth and i'm talking oh, yeah. to a woman like I, I don't really know her super well we like we chit chat a little bit in yoga and she comes up and i like wave at her and then i but she i'm still like talking to my person and she's just, like what's
0: going on <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i listen to smartless a smartless. lot and true crime love it God, oh so. Love True
1: Crime. You're not the first person to say that either, so it's yeah. good. We're getting lots of lots of good um, recommendations here.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> hey, Caitlin. Um, yeah. Can students or anybody that's listening, to this, would you would you be open to anybody sending you an email or reaching out to you on LinkedIn?
0: If people Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah, I would love that. You know, I would love that. I yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would think so. What's the best way? Um, email
1: i'm always on it um i'll link um i'll we'll talk after and i'll link the one that you want to uh, down below
0: Um, fabulous yeah yeah please contact me we'd love that
1: (laughs) what should their opener be be like the country that they want to visit next or
0: yes yeah or i don't know a true crime podcast that they love yeah perfect i'm addicted yeah
1: hey um any other comments or final things to add? And I, I honestly might end up making this a two-part episode because we, we chit-chatted a long long time, but like it felt like nothing. But like I knew this was gonna happen uh, at the same time. <laughs> I feel like it might be ended up being two parts. So, you know, it might be reinforcing something that happened near the beginning. It might be something completely different. Um, but any mm. other comments or anything else to add?
0: Oh. Mm. I think don't be scared of change. I think, because I think if the world has taught us anything today, we adapt. Um, And don't be scared of listening to what you truly want to do. If you're unhappy, figure out why and take those steps to, you know, make some even small changes. But, uh, and then also just like, out the university phase I swear it's <laughs> it is the best but it's also not it gets better yeah yeah that's all I think that's my final comments is like if there's anything I, I exhibit is like I took some risks and they paid off and if they're the right risks for you they usually do yeah
1: love it thank you yeah. Caitlin thank you